we begin the community group practice period now, these last two weeks of the uh, winter retreat time. Today is March the 16th. We have this two-week period ahead of us to practice together, to focus our attention on the, the teachings, uh, the training of the heart, investigation. How does this feel, hearing these words and looking at the, the schedule? Is group practice something that we enjoy, that we like, we get a lot of energy from? So there's a kind of joyful anticipation. Of, oh yes, at last. Or is there a feeling of, of anxiety? Oh no, this is the worst bit. This is so challenging. I hate this bit. So is there anticipation, hope? Fear? What does the mind create about that idea of two weeks of group practice? Oh, we look back, last two and a half months. Do we have a feeling of nostalgia? Oh, that was so great, it's gone so well. It was such a delightful time. Or with an attitude of painful memories. Oh, thank goodness that's over. Glad that's behind me. Or regret. Oh, could have done so much better. As Lumpur Sumato would say so often, um, back in the earlier years, yesterday is a memory, tomorrow is the unknown, now is the knowing. So however the mind creates and perceives the past, right now, it's a memory. The patterns of this present moment, this field of experience that each of us is aware of, attending to right now, is the result of everything that's happened in the past. The events around us, the choices that we've made, all of those different influences come together to make this pattern now. What will it change into? We don't know. This countless contingent factors, so many different things, can form, can condition how things will take shape in the future. We don't know. The future is unknown. Right now, there is this knowing. Yesterday's a memory. Tomorrow is the unknown. Now is the knowing. Well, this simple statement is so helpful in supporting the establishment of right view. Attuned view, attuned to reality, to Dhamma. When the, we see things from self-view, from my life, my story, my plans, my memories, 
what I've done, what I want to do. When the field of experience is seen from the position of self-view, then things are always tangled, stressful. It's a direct cause of dukkha, distress, discontent, dis-ease, imbalance in the heart. And seeing things are seen in terms of Dhamma, attuned view, right view, balanced view, then there's an orderliness. The heart is free of dukkha, free of that stressing, tensing, dis-ease. It's like if... Uh, If we think of the earth as the center of the, uh, the universe, back in the old days, ancient times, times, prehistoric times, or the Greeks and Romans up to the, the Middle Ages, people believed that the, the earth was the center of the universe. So then tracking the planets going around in the heavens, it was really weird. There were going at different speeds, they were going backwards, going forwards, seemed to follow these weird uh, loopy trails through the sky, what they call epicycles, going backwards, going forwards. It took a lot of figuring out to, to see what the planets might be doing, where they were going. With a basic wrong view uh, that the earth is at the center of the whole picture. Then along come uh, the people of the Middle Ages, like uh, Kepler and Copernicus, Galileo and so on. So what if we put the sun at the center of our picture instead of the earth? We have a heliocentric model. If we think of the sun as being at the center, how does that affect how things look? And then, seeing uh, the picture with the sun at the center, everything revolves around it. Very neat loops, ellipses, planets all moving in an orderly fashion. Smooth, no backwards and forwards, no going around in circles. twisting on their paths, but following simple, balanced trajectories around the sun at the center. So this is just a, an analogy, a simile, but I feel this is very close to what we're doing with establishing right view, seeing things in terms of Dhamma. If we take the, the sun as the symbol of the Dhamma in this respect, then everything comes into to balance. We're not seeing things in terms of, of time and self, me and my life, my story, my age, my name, my family, my gender, my nationality. All these highly personal factors. If the heart takes the position of the center from the position of Dhamma, 
letting go of self-view and conceit, then there's a, a knowing, a, wa- a watching, a witnessing of a time from the position of the timeless, from the vantage point of the timeless. It's always now. And from the position of Dhamma, then there can be the watching of days coming and going, day and night, seasons changing, but the heart abides in the now. And that now is not just a a very short period of time, but it's this quality which is outside of time, akaliko, timeless. The heart which is embodying Dhamma embodies that timeless quality. And the way that manifests is nowness. From the position of Dhamma, then, is the observation, the appreciation of space, here and there, this place, that place, inside, outside, me here, you there. From the vantage point of non-locality, unlocatedness, the heart can appreciate space, here and there, up and down, backwards and forwards, north, south, east, west. But that heart is always here. And just like a nowness is not just a short period of time, that hereness is not just a particular spot in physical space. It's outside of the dimensions of, of space, the considerations of space. It's always here, the center of the universe. Our experiential universe is always absolutely here. When the heart is embodying Dhamma in this way, these qualities of hereness, nowness, firmly established. Perceptions of past and future, yesterdays, tomorrows, here and there, they're known, appreciated, arising and passing, taking shape. But that which knows the past and the future, those perceptions, is not tied to them, is not limited to them, not bound by them. Similarly, the heart which embodies Dhamma, being Dhamma, is aware of all the personal qualities, feelings in the body, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, our sense of identity, the I am feelings, all these personal qualities, these emotions, fearing, hoping, regretting, planning, depression, excitement, our personal story, our family, our plans, our memories. From the position of Dhamma, all those personal qualities arise, take shape, dissolve. But that which knows the person isn't a person. It's not personal. It's aware, it's awake. This is the function of the Dhamma. The Buddha arises from the Dhamma. That quality of awakened awareness 
is the fundamental function of Dhamma. The Buddha arises from the Dhamma, is an embodiment of Dhamma. That's not just the mythological figures or historical being like the, the Buddha Gautama who lived 2,500 years ago, but this very awake, aware quality of this heart, this very mind of ours. It's the primary function of Dhamma itself. So, in that respect, we can say that that awakened awareness isn't a person. One of the passages from the suttas I love to, to quote is this dialogue between the Buddha and Vachagota. Where the Buddha says, the Tathagata is liberated from being reckoned, can't be measured in terms of the five khandhas, in terms of the body, feelings, perceptions, mental formations of consciousness. That rupa, vedna, sanya, sankara, vijnana, whereby someone trying to describe the Tathagata would describe him as being cut off of the root, made like a palm tree stump, deprived of the conditions of, for existence, and rendered incapable of arising in the future. The Tathagata is liberated from being reckoned in terms of the five khandhas, vacha. is profound, immeasurable, unfathomable, like the great ocean. Or as in the dialogue between the Buddha and the Brahmin Dona, where he says, that whereby I might be defined as a, a deva or a yaka or a brahma or a manusa as a person. That whereby you might try to define me as a manusa, as a person, that has been cut off of the root, made like a palm tree stump, deprived of the conditions for existence and rendered incapable of arising in the future. And then when Dona asks him, well, how should, how should you be known, or what, uh, what are you? And the Buddha says, you can know me as one who is awake, that which is awake. Buddhosmi. This is being at the center, using the symbol of the sun as a center of this solar system, can see the embodying of Dhamma, being awake, being aware in this way. It's being at that still central point, the still center, the still point. Establishing right view, this view in, 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 in tune with Dhamma, then all the perceptions of inside, outside, past, future, I like, I don't like, I'm comfortable, I'm uncomfortable. All of that is seen from the center. There's different perceptions, there's different patterns of experience all arise and take shape. The, the, the uh, patterns moving around 
whirling around that central point. And they're known from that still center. The still point of the turning world. This very heart of ours. So as we begin this period of going back to time, two weeks in the conventional world, this is an ideal opportunity, particularly as the mind might start creating life after the winter retreat when there's more engagement activity, when the pandemic is finally over sometime in the summer, where are we going to go, what we want to do, who we want to be with, plans, capital P. As those arise and take shape, if they do, accompanied by hope or fear or agitation, imagination. Keep inviting the heart to embody that still, silent center, the still point at the center of the turning world, being that awake, aware quality that knows the arising of the, the future, the personal qualities, success, failure, gain and loss, happiness, unhappiness, that knows the world but is not limited by the world, it's not born into the world, it's always here, it's always now, it's not a person, it's awake, it's aware, that tathagata, thus come, thus gone, it's thus, tata. Profound, immeasurable, unfathomable, like the great ocean. What is can't be defined, but the Buddha uses these words to evoke the qualities of vastness, limitlessness, mystery, strength, like the great ocean, profound, immeasurable, immeasurable unfathomable. Not as an idea or a set of words in the mind, but a realized quality of the heart. This is the ideal opportunity for the establishment of this, to develop this, this very quality as the refuge. <laughs>